With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome along to this live episode of Turfcast Podcast. Now, I don't know where Simon is. He was there when I started. Simon was there. Pro- Here he is. There he is. Oh, you Sorry. can tell he's What happened? Postman banging up door, dogs barking, all went, went mental. Oh, absolute bed. What a time for Postman. Has he got no shame? Well, I, answered, I tried to answer it on my doorbell, and then the bloody dogs were barking, so no, I had to go and sort it. No worries, no worries. Um, but yeah, this is like I said, normally I start off with good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Obviously, it's just good afternoon this time because it's afternoon, we are live. Um, so good afternoon, everybody. Mm-hmm. If you're listening again later on the podcast, oh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this. Uh, and of course, um, on the YouTube channel as well, because it will stay on there, even though we are live, it will stay on there for you to watch at your leisure, um, as, as it will on Facebook as well, as it will on Facebook as well. Um, so, so yeah. Um, and what, what we're going to do with this one being live, is uh, we're going to sort of like open the floor up um, and hope that people can sort of like get involved and set the agenda, ask us questions about things. Um, so if you are watching this um, and you're watching it in a, in a Facebook group, because that's what I tend to do, I tend to share it in loads of Facebook groups, um, then make sure if you want to ask us a question, you get on the actual video. So go onto the Turfcast page and find the actual video and ask your question on there. Uh, not because of the analytics or anything like that, just because we won't see your question if you put it in a group. It comes up on our feed, as you can see from the thing I put from Kieran Phillips there at the bottom and Simon Maurice and Joey Shilling and Jared Warren so far. Evening, gents. Hope you're all well. It actually comes up on our live feed so we can see what people are asking us. Um, but before we get started, how are you doing, mate? You all right? Apart from the, the bedlam with the postman and the dog, how are you? Oh, I'm good, mate. And obviously, everyone knows I'm, I'm still injured at the minute with my leg. So me, me doing a mad dash was still like a one mile and I was snail trying to get across the living room. <laughs> so I'm all right in general, though. I've got a bit of a cold, but 
I think a lot of people have got cold at the minute, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. It seems to be something going around about this worldwide pandemic. I think it's got something to do with it. Um, yeah, but you, you were born injured, to be fair, mate. So uh, I think yeah, we yeah. can always we we can always tick that box. Injured, yeah, yeah. injured. Um, obviously, before we get started, let's do a bit of housekeeping. We are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sports. As you can see, it's at the bottom of your screen now. Um, it is um, a what do I always call it? A, a fan hub app. Um, uh, basically, you can go on, chat to other uh, other fans of Burnley, chat to fans of other clubs. I put a video on there every single week and ask ask a question for you to answer. And um, we will be getting into the most recent one soon and and and, and reading people's answers out and discussing it again uh, a little bit later in the podcast, probably in about half an hour, something like that. Hopefully, we get half an hour's worth of questions so we can actually chat for half an hour. But if not, we'll just cut it off. I have seen Christians already. Don't worry, Christian. I will be coming to that one soon. Um, in fact, Christian, I haven't actually seen anyone that we're linked with, so put some comments in there and then and then we'll come back to that. Um, but yeah, so we'll be doing that later. But if you haven't already, please download the Pitch Football app, uh, the Pitch Sport app, should I say. Apologies. It's available on the Google Play Store. It's available on the App Store for Apple. Um, and it's available in, excuse me, Ireland as well. Um, so, so yeah, it's available for everyone. And it's a brilliant app and they've been fan- fantastic sponsors for us for the last year and a half, nearly two years now. So, yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to, to have Pitch involved with Turcaster. And if you can download it, that would help us loads. Um, but, yeah, afternoon, Matthew. Hope you're well. Afternoon, Christian. Hope you're well. Um, I presume that's Christian. It's just coming up as Chris P. Apologies if it's not Christian. Um, but before we do get on to the, um, the questions, there's one thing I do want to talk about. Obviously, there's been no game for Burnley this week, which has been a bit of a shitter. Um, it's not it's, it's not just that it's international break as well, because normally I can handle international breaks. It's just one week without a game, isn't it? But of course, we didn't play the week, the last weekend of the Premier League. So we're already at like two weeks now. And it's 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 going to get to like, obviously, next week we're playing Southampton. So it's been a bit of a, a boring time to be a Burnley fan, I think it's fair to say, Simon. Yeah, we never exactly top of the media's list of agenda. Like, oh, let's write an article about Burnley. So there's never that much to talk about unless the Daz Bentley and the media team at Burnley create content for us. Um, and then on the international front, we'd never, we'd never had such a... I, mean, I suppose in a positive way, we've never been this forward with uh, with internationals. You know what I mean? We've never had sort of an international um, outlay like we have at the minute. So, you know, there's positives and negatives. We are progressing. We are getting there. Um but we'll go into that, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I just want to bring this comment from Matthew Burrows on screen now. Thank you for sharing this, Matthew. He said, on YouTube, just like to say Simon looked like he was having a great time in Townley Park last Sunday when he came whizzing past. I presume that means on his handbike. He's got a little wheelchair handbike. Uh, Good to see you out and about with the family. So um, there you go. Thank you, Matthew. And Matthew obviously saw you. Uh, I did mean to put that question on screen, Joey Schilling, but I'll tell you what, I've done it now. I will try to take Matthew's off. So we'll quickly get into this question because it's on screen now. The joys of live TV, you're live streaming. And then and then we'll we'll get on with the international stuff. Joy Schilling says, question for everyone. What are your thoughts on Tarkin not being included in the current England squad? And what are your thoughts of his chancing with this summer's delayed European competition? I'll go first if that's all right. I think he's got zero chance of being in the Euros. But I do think it's an absolute disgrace that he's not in the England squad. He's a better defender for me um, than Mings, in my opinion, than Corder. And I quite like Corder. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Harry Maguire, but I do see why he's in the England squad. John Stones is probably the one in the more in the best form at the minute. Um, but Dyer as well. Like, why, why is Dyer in that England squad and the likes of Tarky isn't? It's it's an absolute joke, isn't it? But 
it won't be at the Euros, Joey Shelley, not for me, unless there's a, you know, some sort of like ridiculous injury list in defenders that, that helps him there. But that's that's not to say he isn't good enough. I'm just saying Southgate will not pick him. No, you, you know what it reminded me of then? You know, the uh, Matt Bassett, England manager. I just think it's yeah. an absolute disgrace. <laughs> I thought he it, was is, going it, in there. it is. It's an absolute fucking uh, disgrace. But yeah, no, it's... Um, <clears throat> It is a shame that he's not in it. I can understand why he's not in it. Is he better than Mings, in my opinion? Yeah, but Mings plays a different type of football. Mm. Um, and that that is the negative conversation that you get with Burnley, unfortunately. You are a one-trick pony. That's what people think. Um, and we know that's not the case. We see it week in, week out. We've seen some unbelievable team goals. We can do it, as John models off his... Uh, can I just say I'm a tr- I'm a trendsetter. Can I? I know I've said this on the podcast before, but we're live today, so I'm going to say it again. I had this shirt last month, February 9th. I got this shirt. 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 It was my birthday. Uh, it was a birthday present. And I was wearing it on podcast, and all of a sudden, everyone everyone buys it. Everyone buys it. So I'm saying it's because of me. You can thank me for that because Lizzie said, "What should I get your for his birthday?" I went, "This shirt's well smart, Lizzie." There you go. So you're the so- trendsetter in all of this. Is what you're technically, saying. Technically, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, okay. but you could put that shirt on someone else. It, you know, might not have, you might have made it flop, mate. You know, there's a chance. Uh, but yeah, so what we're going to say then. So Tarky getting in the English side, it is it is hard to watch because we all know how good he is. But there's yeah. other defenders as well that you could argue the case for. It is simply Gareth Southgate style of football. You know, Michael Keane in the form he's been in uh, should be a starting one, you know, it, it, arguably. 100%. Um, 100%. So you, you've got a lot of defenders to choose from. So it's not it's not ridiculous that he's not in it, in my opinion. But it is it is frustrating because I know and you know that if he was in a different setup in a different squad, playing exactly the same way, even if they were like Wolves, for example, are exactly in a rich vein of form, still Conor Cord is in the in the selection. And, and, so, and Wolves are a similar side to us as well in the yeah. sense that they sit back. So I don't get this fascination with Conor Corday from Southgate, but I, I have said I do like him. I'd, I'd love him at Burnley. Imagine a central defence of Conor Corday uh, and Ben Mee or something if Tarky left or, or Tarky and Ben Mee. It'll be, it'll be class. But I don't understand why there are these connotations linked with Burnley. Yeah, no, I agree, mate. But it is frustrating. Do I think he'll get in the Euros was the second part of the question. Uh, absolutely not. Unfortunately, if he, if he gets in that Euro squad, I will bear my arse on a live stream. There you go. He won't. He said, I'm, just, I'm sure we had a 50 quid bet that <laughs> Sam Johnson will get called up before Sir Darlow, and that never happened. Nope. Yeah, nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, <clears throat> it's unfortunate. I don't think he'll get in it, but do I think he will get in the World Cup the year after? All depends on this summer's transfer window whether he gets a move. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and Christian, uh, again, uh, I'll just call you Chris from now on. Uh, um, as asked questions about the summer transfer window, we are going to get onto that Christian or Chris, um, I promise. But I just want to quickly bring up something that, that Kieran has said, because I'm not watching Sky Sports News. Um, and he says, uh, Southgate has just confirmed on Sky Sports News that Port will be England's number one for the foreseeable future. Now, I think what he's said is, because I've got an article up here, which I will share on screen if I can um, remember how to do it, is that he has said that Nick Pope will be the um, England number one to keep the place for the Albania and Poland World Cup qualifiers. Um, so there yeah. you go. It's on your screen now. So I think that's what Kieran's referring to. I might be wrong. I haven't seen and with, it. Um, and with but respect that's obviously Zelda, brilliant. He, he's quite strong like that. We uh, Most of the time, to our, it pisses us off because we think that Pope should be in there and Pickford's in. 
but he always resorts back to Pickford for the qualifiers. He, he might put Pope in for the friendlies, but he, he's yeah. quite strong on the fact that he's picking Pickford. For the first time now, this is working in a positive way because Pope's now, it's his place to lose. Uh, granted, he didn't have to do anything, let's be fair, but it's his place to lose now. Yeah, well, obviously, um, <clears throat> I, th I think it's a case of his, uh, again, uh, I think it's a case of his basically saying, it is re Kim is referring to this article, Nick Pope has said that he will keep his place for the Albanian Poland World Cup qualifiers, um, simply because uh, Pope's, not Pope, Pickford's injured, um, yeah. And he's he's done more to deserve his place in the squad for my in my opinion than Henderson and Johnson and even Darlow who by the way should be in that England squad he's a fantastic goalkeeper not over Johnson um, but I'll just quickly go into it he says Nick Pope <laughs> uh, the, the article says Nick Pope's keeping in place for Albanian World Cup qualifiers uh, the headline uh, underneath states Nick Pope to stay in goal for England World Cup qualifiers against Albania and Poland the Burnley goalkeeper played against San Marino with first choice. Oh, wankers. They had to get that in, didn't they? Jordan Pickford out with an abdominal injury. Manchester City's Phil Foden uh, believes a delay to Euro 2020 will benefit the younger players. That's irrelevant. I don't know why they put that, put that in there. And then it says, Nick Pope is set to be given more chances to take his claim as England's first choice goalkeeper ahead of the European Championships with manager Gareth Southgate confirming he will play in the next two World Cup qualifiers. Jordan Pickford has been established as Southgate's number one for some time, but has missed out on the ongoing international triple header with an abdominal injury. So I presume that's what Kieran's referring to. Um, yeah. And that's obviously good news. And, it's a, and I, 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 I can't see anything other than Nick Pope, especially against Albania, keeping another clean sheet. Yeah, no, hopefully. I mean... Teams like that, it, it's it's his game, mate. Let's be fair. You know, you're playing against Germany where they're pressing high or, and you've got to use your feet because you might be called upon to as an outlet for the defenders yeah. every now and again. That's when we're going to see the real Nick Paul in an England squad. But games like this is where we're going to see Nick Paul at his best because it, they're going to try and get set pieces. They're going to try and get corners. They're going to try and capitalise off. They're not going to be necessarily counter-attacking sides. They're going to be set-piece build-up play. Uh, similar to what we play at Burnley sometimes, but uh, I, I think that these games are made for Nick Pope. Yeah, well, obviously, he will go into the San Marino game. He touched the ball five times. That's pretty much all Good there is to say. It, they were fantastic. I don't know about you, but every time he touched Wrong. it, I'm like, oh, no. standing up, loving laugh. Um, he were brilliant, weren't he? Uh, fantastic, fantastic. Top guy. But it is, it's what, what is it now? 340 minutes. Um, without ever conceding a, a goal for England, five clean sheets in a in in a row. Obviously, not in a row in terms of games, but in a row in terms of his yeah. performances. Um, yeah. I think two of them have been World Cup qualifiers. Um, played against Kosovo or European qualifiers, should I say? Uh, and, uh, what's the word? Proper games, not friendlies. Um, uh, so it, it's good to see Popey get his chance, definitely. Um, but he's but looking like, like like he'll get his chance against Albania and, and Poland. So I think Poland might be a bit of a test. Um, but I, I, we, we know he's good enough, so... Yeah, I definitely agree with that, mate. He's, there is type of games. Uh, I'm, I'm delighted for him. I've seen him sharing pictures of his kids stood with uh, pop shirts on at the telly watching Dad and stuff like that. And he's class, mate. He deserves his chance. He's worked hard for it. He's climbed the ladder. He's done it in the right manner and the right way. Uh, Pickford's injury... He's, he's, you know, he's devastated for him, but irrelevant to us. So let's just hope that he keeps his position because... Unfortunately, with a number one shirt comes this responsibility where we've seen it happen to Pickford, mate. You, you make one mistake, you, your buddy hung out to dry in the press. So as soon as he makes that mistake, he's going to have to have broad shoulders to deal with it to be to keep that shirt.
Yeah, and he, I'm not going to use the word prone to a mistake, but he has made a couple of mistakes um, this season. Um, so, obviously, uh, he can make mistakes. Um, but like you said, the Albania game, definitely, it's made for him. And even the Poland game, I'm not sure Poland are a team that will, will press you too much. So, I think the Poland game, I think I think that's another game where I could even see him ending up getting into the point where I can keep him seven clean sheets. Uh, and, yeah, that's a good point that Kieran makes. Obviously, for those that don't know, Kieran's got a, a Polish missus. Um, so yeah, that that should be fun for Kieran to be fair. But fingers crossed, uh, we've come out of it um, on the right side of a result. But obviously, Nick Port wasn't the only England international, and I've seen your questions coming in, guys. We will be getting to your questions soon. Nick Pope isn't the only international that's been in action this week. Um, Brady came on as a sub, I think, if I remember rightly. Um, Bailey Peacock Farrell played, um, Matt Edge played, and uh, JBG played as well. So there's been quite a few Clarets in action. Yeah, um, going to start from the beginning then, basically. Um, Brady got beat against Serbia with the Republic of Ireland. He did come off the bench um, at quite a late sub, really, 80th minute. I don't know if anyone's seen that game, but just because there's not much to talk about Brady in that match, um, shock. It's, um, did you see the Mitrovic goal in that game? I haven't, no. I've oh. heard it's a good goal, though. It's a great goal, and, and he must be looking that, thinking, how the fuck am I not getting in this Fulham squad? Because it was like... It, keepers come off his line, uh, but not enough to make that shot. It, it's still a great shot. He, he, he's dinked it from 30 yards and it's just lofted over the keeper. Brilliant shot, mate. So that's probably the most exciting thing to mention. Uh, then going into the Czech Republic game, uh, Vidra did come off the bench again in the 65th minute, but um, they won 6-2 against Estonia. Ah, the shit so, they? they are shit, but Thomas Suchet, West Ham's... Well, yeah, possibly the classy. signing of the season in the Premier League, uh, or whatever. Did he come this season? He did, didn't he? Well, last, Sorry? Back in the last... It was Suchet, this season. Uh, this I think so, all January last yeah. season. He's not been there long. I hope it's this season, because if it is, he's a, he's a massive contender in for player of the uh, signing of the season. Three goals. He got hat-trick, mate, today. Um, or whenever it were. And then <laughs> I've got... Today, <laughs> no. And then I've got the unfortunate thing, say that Joanne berg Gummerson did play. He didn't. He was, no, he wasn't even on the bench. Oh, I thought he oh. I'm sure I'm sure so, I saw a tweet. I must I must be may, getting confused with my edge. Maybe check, but I, I didn't see him play. I have checked the squad then. Um I couldn't see him on the bench. I might have clicked the wrong well, game by accident, but I doubt it. I'd i would rather him not play if I'm being honest. I would yeah. rather him not play. I don't want him playing and then and then getting injured again. Didn't he get injured last time he went away on the international duty? He's yeah, just come back off. and they've called him back up again. Stupid. I don't understand why Burnley Football Club don't say no. You can't have him. Just let him get. Just let him get right. Just let him have a summer off. Obviously, not let him have like an international break off. And if you, you know, if you need to play him in the tournament, you can do. But for now, he's just coming back from injury. Man United used to do it all the time. Even with England players, Beckham, Fergie would say, "You can't. No, you can't go." I feel like we need to be a little bit stronger with with Goodmanson because he just gets injured all the time. Yeah, definitely. Well, he didn't play, so whether that's a, an injury, hopefully not, or whether it's a choice by himself, because he has done that before. He has said that he's not going before now. It's not the first time if he if he has said he's not playing. Uh, I remember he did it because he said last summer uh, he wanted to get fit for have a full summer getting fit, or the summer before it might have been. Uh, and then what else was that? Uh, there was another game I looked into the Northern Irish game. Uh, they got beat. They got beat three 0 I think it was. Let me. I think I've. Turned it off, unfortunately. I had them all. Oh no, I've got it here. Sorry, Three, two nil against Italy. Uh, barely you know, in the net. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not a you know, it's not a um, an embarrassing scoreline, is it? It's it's um, you know, it's all right. That two nil against Italy, decent side Italy. Yeah. 
just reading the squad, mate, massively strong squad for Italy. You know, Donnarumma in the net, Chiellini, Verratti, Morbelli, Insigne. Yeah. Uh, and then Northern Ireland got beat with Peacock Farrell in the net. It was only 2-0. It was away from home. But interesting to sort of see that Carl Lafferty is still playing for Northern Ireland, mate. Come off the bench at 17 yards minute for McLaren. Yeah. How is he? How is he still playing for Northern Ireland? Still playing for him, mate. play for now? Someone put me in, uh, in the comments. Let, let us know where he plays. I think he, he, he must be. Weren't he at a right, Swiss what? side at one point? I'll look at him now. Carl Lafferty. He, um, Carl Lafferty 39. What the fuck? He's 39? No, I clicked 39 by accident afterwards. Might be 39, though. Uh, so, let me have a look now. He's currently... Is he at Kilmarnock? He might as well be at Paddy. He's on a short-term contract at Kilmarn. It signed in January in February 2021, so he's only just gone there. Uh, but he was at Regina in Italy. <clears throat> no. Uh, one thing I do want to quickly mention before we again we go on um to, to people's questions, because I've seen your question, Saf Gaming, I've seen seen yours, Chris, Kieran, I've seen yours as well. Um, but you've just reminded me about something that um, was said this week by the Northern Irish manager. Um, and he basically doesn't like the fact um, that Bailey Peacock-Farrell um, isn't playing for Burnley. And he feels like it's... Um, he, just get rid of that. I trust you to pop up at this point. Isn't playing... Um, he, he basically, is. he feels like he's being hindered. Um, uh, his position at Burnley is, uh, is hindering his development. Um, so the headline is the Burnley position that could be hindering Burnley, uh, Burnley Peacock Farrell's development pinpointed. Uh, and like I said, this was pinpointed by the Northern Ireland boss, Ian Barraclough, who believes that Burnley Peacock Farrell's lack of regular game time at Burnley could be hindering his lack of experience in dealing with certain situations. Uh, the Green and White Army suffered a 2-0 loss against Italy in their first World Cup qualifier in Parma in Group A. Uh, so-and-so put the horse in front, not interested. Peacock Farrell, 24, has played only five times for Burnley since joining from Leeds in the summer of 2019. All those appearances have come this season and England's Nick Pope is Claret's number one. Now, I'm a little bit... Like, of course, Bailey's going to be the number the number two when it comes to Pope, so I'm a little bit disappointed with these comments, but I, I can see his point at the same time. What do you think? Yeah, he's a, it, 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 it's difficult because... Do you know, he's getting shit games as well, isn't he, when he does come for us. It's not like, I mean, Man City, he had a stinker, but everyone had a stinker in that game. Um, everybody had a stinker in that game. But he uh, he's a good player and he does look like he's promising. My concern is, and, and I genuinely believe this, that if Nick Paul does get one of these moves in the summer that he's linked with, and I've seen Spurs, I've seen United, um, say that, say one of them is true. Can you gen can you honestly say everybody in the chat? Do you think, put yes or not, that Dash would play Peacock Farrell or would he go out and get somebody else as a number one? Not saying as a number two, as a number one. I think, I he, think he I don't think else. I think he'd buy someone else. I don't think he'd yeah, Peacock I think Farrell he'd buy someone. Else. I, I don't think he's ready yet. He's still. I'm going to say he's still quite young. Though. He's been around for a while. Exactly. So he's not that young, is he? But keepers always tend to develop a little bit later. Uh, Chris has gone with no, so Chris agrees with us. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm like I said, I, I'm saying with you, I don't, I don't think, I think Dash will go out and buy somebody. Um, Look at Chef Hughes keeper. What's his face? Um, Ramsdale. Ramsdale. You know, he's only tw he's 21, something, and he's playing. He? So yeah, well, he's in the under 21s with Dwight the other day. Right. Uh, and he's playing regular Premier League football. You know, you've got to look Dan at that. Dan Taylor says he played Norris. 
I don't even think he did that. I think he got him by somebody. I do still think um, Bale is probably above Norris in the pecking order. Yeah, 100%. Um, Not even arguing that one. But uh, it's interesting because, uh, yeah, maybe it's time to to loan Bailey out to a championship club then next season. Agree with that as well, yeah. If we're going to get someone in, why not have Norris on a bench? But Norris is a young lad as well. He was released by Wolves. He's not an old kid. He's not like someone who's come here as like a Joe Hart to Spurs for sitting on there weighing himself in for the last couple of years. He, he's <laughs> Did you see what he tweeted this week? Yeah. He's not this week. Oh, it's so funny. I felt so sorry for him, but it was, it was that, um, for, for, for context, for those who don't know, so Spurs got beat against Dynamo Zagreb in the Europa League. And yeah. then Joe Hart, Joe Hart on Joe Hart's Twitter, Joe Hart on Joe Hart's Twitter account tweeted "tick job done" because he thought they got through. Um, but it turns out, or so Joe Hart says, that it wasn't Joe Hart that did it. It was his um, social media team. And then he had to do a like a, a, a video saying, "Look, guys, I'm so sorry." And he'd be like, "I've just woken up myself." Like, coffee, I've yeah, just woken up. It was like 11 p. 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah just woke up. I that. Um, I think that 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 is a. You know, you know, you work in social media, I work in social media. Somebody's basically been a lazy bastard who's in charge of his account and scheduled a job done tweet thinking, don't have to put any score, it can be generic, job done, qualified, wake up in the morning and just make me celebrate and not have to worry about it. And uh, they've put job done, they got fucking beat, didn't they? They were three nil up, to be fair, so you would have put me money on them being a job done tweet. Yes, potentially. <laughs> Uh, Joey Schilling, just going back to the keeper debate, he says, who would we realistically be able to buy as a goalkeeper? And then Andy Bick um, says, some good keeper is going to get relegated this season. I'd pinch one of those. Johnston, perfect example. I've got a list, yeah. Yeah, even Ramsdale. I, 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 I'm not a big Darlow's fan of Ramsdale. not playing. Darlow's not playing. He's a good keeper. For, for all the jokes we'll and we have, he's a, he's a good keeper. Probably will. I think I think they'll go down. Um, so you've got Johnson, Ramsdale, Darlow. And who's the number yep. one at Newcastle at the minute? Oh, um, What's his name? But he's good as well because he's keeping Darlow out. Well, um, I don't know anyway, so I'm killed as both. Sure um, we'll move on. We'll forget shit. about it. We'll forget about it. Well, I'll tell you what then. We'll quickly... We'll quickly go back up to one of the questions then while Simon does a, a, a quick quick search because he don't want to look stupid, even though everyone now knows he's searching. Uh, we had this... That's uh, We had this Debravka. point... There you go. We had this point off um, Leicester Till I Die TV. Hope you're well, Leicester Till I Die TV. Uh, we had this discussion on our show last night. Is anyone still interested in the England games? Fine when we get to the finals, but I never bother with qualifiers. I personally am still interested. That the... Uh, Ariola. Uh, I, sorry, I was laughing at a comment. I do still like the England games. I don't like Southgate. I think he's he's making it a bit boring. But I'm one of the I'm one of those that will go away and watch England. I've went to Euros with Simon, and I went again later on with another friend. Um, I've went to the UEFA Nations Leagues as well, and I want to do start one of going to like away qualifiers. You know, just like a long weekend in Dortmund, something like that. It'd be class, wouldn't it? So I am still bothered about the England games. If I'm being honest, I just think it's not great to watch at the minute because Southgate plays two holding midfielders against San Marino so I think that's why a lot of people are starting to get a bit bored of it what do you think uh I'm 50-50 believe it or not mate so obviously I've been there I've been to Russia I've been to France with you with, with I, I enjoy it live but on TV in my living room uh, a daft time on a Friday night or a Monday evening it's always a shit times um the only reason I watched that was because Port was in the net I watched 45 minutes and then I signed out mate not yeah, I was working, so I I sort of like had it on next to me. Um, 
I reckon I'd have watched it if if I weren't working that properly, yeah. like intently. Um, I reckon I would have done. Um, but um, but there you go, Leicester to add RTV. I'm still bothered uh, about England games. Simon, not so much, uh, but he is he is bothered. Uh, well, I want to go back to one of the first questions we got. Um, Kieran said, uh, not Kieran, sorry. Uh, Chris P Chris. said, thoughts on the players that we are linked with? And then if you remember rightly, I asked him yeah, if uh, we've been linked with anybody because we hadn't. And I have seen the one that he's mentioned. I've seen the Carl Bartley one at West Brom and Malik Wilts at Hull. Now, I'll be honest, I don't know too much about the lad at Hull City. Uh, no. But I'm a, it's, Carl Bartley's a, a, a good defender. Great, and I, I, Yeah, I'd, I'd be buzzing if we signed Carl Bartley. Um, I think he's a good defender. Um, he, he, he were very good at Leeds when he played for Leeds. He's done very well at West Brom. Obviously, won uh, promotion with them as well. Um, and he's very he's, similar. He's, to yeah, Tarkin. he's quite young as well. He's quite young as well. So he's not well young, but he's quite young. Um, so, very similar uh, to Tarkin. Yeah, physical presence. Yeah, uh, if yeah. I if I remember rightly, similar to Tarkin, played a defensive midfield role as well uh, for quite a while, rather than just centre back. Um, yeah. It's the type of player that you want because he can play the ball around and he's a physical presence. You know, I think uh, I do think it's a good one, but I do think it's a sign of what's to come as well. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I would he be the perfect replacement for Target? I'm not so sure. I don't think he's as good as Target. I think. No. But having said that, like we all know that Ben Mee is is good enough to play alongside these people and make them look just as good. And I think our style of football. Um, helps them um, as well. Uh, Kieran Phillips, we'll just bring that one up. He's obviously responding to what we're saying. He says, we need to go out for Joe Worrell, quality player, just what we need if we lose Tarks. You know what? If we lost Tarks, we already need another centre-back, regardless of whether we lose Tarks yeah. or not. We should bring Joe Worrell in, regardless of whether we lose Tarks or not. And if Tarks stays, get Joe Worrell on the bench, um, learning from Tarks and Ben. Um, and then when one of them does move on or retire, whatever in Ben's case, I think Ben will be here forever, um, then he slots in perfectly. Um, Stuart Rhodes uh, is in the chat, and that means I believe Stuart Rhodes has sent me some stars. Now, apologies, I Stuart. That. I think that's what that means. So we'll just quickly I'll cut off. Uh, right, and you have a look before we get into all all the uh, all the um, celebrations and stuff like that. Big shout out to Stuart Rhodes. I'll just put his name on screen because uh, that's all it does for me on here. Um, it just it just does that. Uh, but big shout out to Stuart Rhodes if you have sent stars, uh, and just quickly point out as well. Um, if you do like what we do, what you can do is support Turfcast uh, during this stream by sending us Facebook stars. That, of course, helps that helps the page um, and it helps us grow and, and, and things like that. So, big shout out to Stuart and to everyone who's 145 stars, stars. 145 stars, Stuart. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. He's a good lad, Stuart. He used to help me out on the uh, on the what's it called, the fan reaction. Um, so, thank you very much, Stuart. Really appreciate that. Your help is, of course, massively, massively uh, appreciated. But just going back to what we we're saying, um, yeah. Bring Joe Worrell in regardless, because we need another defender. Since we lost Ben Gibson, we need another defender. Um, Kevin Long, for me, isn't up to it. Jimmy Dunn, um, he's still young, looking like he might not be up for it even when he is older, but he needs a championship. He needs a championship loan uh, for me. Uh, thank you, Stuart. He says he loves the content, guys, at the Clarets. Thank you so much, Stuart. Your help's massively appreciated, honestly, mate. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy Dunn, get him out on loan to the championship. You know, a decent championship club. You know, like someone Preston, for example. You know, you know they, well, they were up until recently knocking on the door, and I think there has been rumours that Preston wanted him before Alex Neal got sacked. Um, on that note, so I think that, that would have been that, a good loan move for him. On that note, I was going to say that, uh, but Ben Davies obviously gone to Liverpool. Rumour has it he's, he's going out on the next window. He was only yeah, ever brought in, uh, only ever brought in on a 
uh, on a on a filling of gap. Let's be fair. He was filling a gap. There was so many. They've got five or six defenders out at the time. I've said it to you. You know this uh, that we should be signing players like that from the championship. He's played championship. He's left footed. He would be the ideal replacement if Gibson moves left, bring in someone like him because he'd probably get him on a free anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's looking like Gibson will be going to Norwich permanently anyway, even with his ankle injury. I think that, that part of the loan was if they went up, they had to sign him. It's looking like they're yeah. going to go up. A certain amount of points clear. Um, he even put on his Instagram post, like, oh, I'm gutted that I'm out. Then he put at the bottom, I'm sure I'll be back for next season, though, wink, as if to say, like, obviously we're going up. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. part of my contract. I'm, I'm definitely... So we are going to lose Ben Gibson. Um, not bothered about that. We lost him last summer when he kicked off. Um, so I'm not too forced, but yeah, I'd bring in Worrell and I would bring in um, the lad from West Brom as well that we were just talking about, Carl Bartley. I think Carl, and what I'd do even then, I'd probably play Carl Bartley ahead of Worrell for a bit and then maybe later on in the season or when Worrell's a bit older, bring him in uh, in place for that. But yeah, Ben Davis is another good shout. Yeah, he's good. He's left footed as well, which is what Dash likes. He likes the left on the left. Um, and Ben May, when he was out, mate, we were all at sorts. We didn't have a natural left-footed player on the left-hand side. Uh, so I think it's... If Ben... I'll tell you now, from speaking to Ben, I know for a fact that if he had to wait at Burnley, for example, to sit on the bench for a year and play, it, like just like Tarky's had to do, just like the others have had to do, uh, I'll tell you now, he'd take that 100%. Um, and just because he's not playing for Liverpool doesn't mean he's not a good enough player. He's gone from Preston straight up to Liverpool. I don't even think they'll let him go in the summer. I'm just saying that that's what the rumour is. I think, I've think i seen his tweets and his Instagram and that, and he's playing with the first team. But I think he's just got to wait for his chance. But if we can nick him, I'd take him. I said this to you when he were at Preston, irrelevant at the Liverpool. Yeah, it's situation. one of them though, isn't it? I think when, when you're waiting for your chance at Burnley, you know your chance is going to come. Is his chance going to yeah. come for Liverpool? I'm not really so Possibly sure. Not. Obviously, Yeah, we, we all had... Jesus Christ, I don't know if you can hear that aeroplane on, on, on the field. Yeah, on, it's ridiculous. You don't even live anywhere near each other. Well, <laughs> fat as yet going over. Apologies if you could hear that. Um, Lee Dane, I'll bring his comment in. He says, should we be now dipping into the foreign market now we have been uh, took over rather looking at championship players all the time? It's a good point, Lee. And obviously, I just think as Burnley fans, you're so used to bringing in these championship players. But what I do like about these championship players is they come in like hungry. They, they, they very rarely come in and, and think, oh, I've made it now. I'll just sit back and relax. Josh Brown was a perfect example. He came in, he was ready to wait. Um, and then when he got his chance, he was hungry. And he's been fantastic. Obviously, Tarky was the same. Andre Gray was the same to a certain extent, obviously. But eventually, I think he did feel like he outgrew us. That's probably Tarky has now. Pope. Obviously, you can point ones out where that haven't worked. Ben Gibson, because obviously he wasn't prepared to wait. You know, that's a, a debate we've had already on the podcast. Um, but I, I think we should now have a nice mixture of bringing in championship players and looking at the foreign market. I think I think we will naturally look more towards the American market, whether or not that's the right thing to do, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I'd be happy with a nice mix of foreign players coming in uh, and young, hungry championship players coming in. Yeah, sorry, I was just laughing at Andy's comment there. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a great point, mate. I think there's a, uh, an American lad at Barnsley doing bits as well, you know, like, you know, they, they obviously have got um, a lot of investment in American USA football. We've seen it, you know, with, with coaching jobs being available since we was sort of 18 over there they've put a lot of money in their uh, yeah. academies and things like that i know a few people that work out there but uh there definitely is a market for it and we've seen already the the shift in staffing we'll say that's the nicest way i can put it um at burnley football club so there, there are they are putting the stamp on it behind the scenes and if you don't have these people on facebook you wouldn't even know about it 
but yeah. they are actually already making waves. So I can see, I can definitely see us tapping into a foreign market. I think the reason for myself that we would need to look into a foreign market is because the championship has become a breeding ground of the next generation of footballers that it's also become a, like Brentford's um, concept, if you will, is bring him in, make him develop him and sell him on for a much bigger fee. They, they, you know, what, what's the word that they use for that? It's like, um, I can't remember now, but there's a, basically... Player they, farming. They him, it's almost, yeah. But they're flipping him. They're flipping players. So they're basically, clubs now are, and Burnley should have done it when we were back there, but we, you know, we didn't really look at it that way. But, we, you know, you go in, you get your players, you flip them and then you sell them on. Um, so yeah, so no, absolutely. I do think we should look at the foreign market because I do think that the championship pricing is being absolutely driven to the max because teams in the Premier League now aren't as rich as they once were. For example, Newcastle, West Brom, Burnley. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a handful of clubs that have spent money this year. Yeah, well, it's uh, you, you make a good point because I was just just sort of like trying to look at sort of like the players that have been bought from the championship and. We've been priced out of it, let's be honest. And that's what, yeah. obviously, we were just trying to say. Because if you look at Ollie Watkins, that was that was the perfect type of player that we would have signed two, three years Matty ago, Cash. Chris Wood. Yeah. yeah, 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 Matty Cash as well. And we've been priced out of these moves now because you're Leeds United, because you're Aston Villas. They've come up and they're chucking 30 million quid at these players. So we can't yeah. afford to do that anymore. So, yeah, it's a good point, that, definitely. But it's, but then what? how do we tap into that foreign market? Because it looks like it's something that we've not really got much experience in. As soon as we go past the M62, you know, a lot of our scouts' petrol seems to run out and they don't really know what to do. So how do we tap into that? Um that's that's up to the people that they get in to replace the people that are moving out now at the minute. You know, there is a call as you tweeted uh, at Burnley Football Club, uh, it seems anyway. But um, I do think that we should be looking at it. I think that if you you know what you know, right? So if the Yanks are here and they're coming in and they're putting all this money into Burnley Football Club, they're not going to want to spend the money on things that they don't know is a proven format. This app that they're using is to give them confidence in whatever they are um whatever they're going to invest in. It's not just about like, oh, let's make a new technology for the sake of it. I do think that there will be a pedigree of players in the USA market. Pulisic, for example. Um, what's his name? Who's just won? Davies, Alfonso Davies. I know he's Canadian, but he, he played in the MLS. Canada, eh? Uh, played in the MLS. These players are playing in the elite of elite. These are Champions League players. So there is a, there is a market out there. We just need to find it. And it's cheaper than getting the championship majority of the times. And they will they won't yeah. have a culture shock. Big shout out. Important. Big shout out to Gaz Alworth. Sorry, Sound. And a big shout out to Gaz. Thank you for the stars. We're showing the love. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Obviously, it helps us grow as a channel. Um, and you know, if you if you like the content, you know, if you tell you what, if you like the content, send us some stars, it helps us massively. It don't have to be a lot. It's 25 is more than enough. It's fantastic. If if you haven't got any stars or you know you're not in a position to send any stars. <coughs> Just give the stream a share. Just share it to all your friends now because that, that can obviously put us out to more people. Um, but big shout out to Gaz Howard. Thank you, mate. Your help is really, really appreciated. Um, Joey Schilling, um, I've seen Kieran's comment. That's something I think me and you already, already discussed privately. So we'll get into Kieran's comment in a minute. But Joey Schilling says, Ivan Tony will be class, but Brentford would want a mega amount for him. Now, this is obviously what we we're just saying. We've been priced out of these sort of moves. Ivan Tony, I'm telling you now, he will go for more than 30 million quid again. So that's another... Bit of championship money. I'll tell you what. I would even be pushing forty, which is scandalous. I don't. I'm not saying I agree with that, but that's exactly 
what I think it will go for, he will go for. And we've just been priced out of that. And it's absolute scandalous when you say that last year we were getting criticised off fans of other clubs for wanting 30 million for Tarke. But yet, you know, it's perfectly normal for Ivan Tony to go for 40 million quid. Look at uh, West Ham. You know, they got Bella, Be- Bear, Bear, I can't say his fucking name now. Uh, but they got him from ben West Ram- uh, from Brentford. Ben Rama. Uh, for, I'll get two players mixed up there, aren't I? So he's got, he's gone from Brentford to there, and that was a 20 million, but there was a loan fee as well on top of that. So it, even though they had to pay 20 million so they could get Lingard in because that was part of the contract, I know for a fact that the, the way that the loan market is just as valuable now to clubs as it is. Thinking, you don't loan one of your best players to a team that's better than you unless there's a financial game for it. So there will have been a cash fee on that as well. So even though it was a £20 million signing and everyone will go, oh, it's a bargain, £20 million, I guarantee there's a 5 to £10 million on top of that in on the loan initially. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, uh, Andy Vicks just put in the comments, Tony's been linked with a load of clubs. I'd have him, but it ain't going to happen. Spot on, Andy. It ain't going to happen. So there's probably not, not too much uh, point in discussing too much of that. He, he would be class. Imagine he, he could easily replace Vidra. Not that I want to replace Vidra at the minute. He's playing really, really well. But I'm, I'm sort of like saying he's the perfect sort of replacement, I think. Um, even him and Vidra, we could try that as well in some pre-seasons. Um, going back, a few people have left some comments about wingers. Andy Bick uh, just put one. I've just put it on the screen before his comment about Tony. Um and this is not a question that's been asked, but I'm going to ask it you now, Simon, and I want the people in the comments to answer uh, in the comments as well, both on Facebook and YouTube, no matter what you're watching on. And we'll obviously share the ones on screen. What's most important this summer, signing a centre-back or signing um, another winger? So is this question based on keeping the current squad? It's based, it based, it's based on... it's, if this current squad is exactly the same right now, yeah. oh, what's more question. important? So, obviously, in that context, Tark is staying. Do I think he'll stay? No. We've had that debate on the podcast. We're not going to have it again now. Um, you know what? If Tark is stayed, what's more important, signing another centre-back or signing another winger? I'm going with centre-back. It might not be the popular option, but I think that... No, that... I'm going to go with winger. Yeah, I'm going to go with centre-back. And that's simply because... The wingers that we've got on the rotation system they've got, if they were fit enough, I'm happy with them. Uh, but the, And the defence I'm happy with. However... I'm going to say, obviously, the when, flip side of that is that they're never fit enough, are they? When Ben Mee was out, when the potential of Tarky being out, we have absolutely yeah. nothing that I think is substantial enough for the Premier League. Um, we can, we, we've blagged it for many a season with the wingers we've got now. Uh, yeah. So in my in my perspective of that, I would say a centre back. You know what? That was an unpopular opinion, but I think you've saved yourself there. If you if you look back at how how poor we were at the start of the season without Ben Mee, and then One even player. when Tarky came back, even when Tarky obviously we, we 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 missed Ben Mee and Tarky for the first couple of games of the season. Yeah. Then Tarky came back, and we were better, but we still weren't good enough. That's why it took mm. us eight nine games or whatever to get his first win. Um, so, yeah, I understand that, actually. I think I'd, I'd see you. But I'm still going to go for winger. Obviously, Kieran says he's gone for wingers. Um, Gaz Howarth actually agrees with you, though, Simon. He says centre-back, probably based good on lad that. Is Gaz. He's a good lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Gaz. He's a good lad. He could have, could have agreed with me, though, Gaz. Um, and then, and then I'd, I'd, yeah, for me, wingers. I think Brady, I don't think Brady's good enough. And he's too injury-prone. I just don't think he's good enough. Um, thank you. <laughs> this is why I do these streams. Um, and and JBG, as much as I love him, he's, he's far too injury-prone. And I, I get so frustrated with Goodmanson. And I get criticised so much on Twitter for saying it. Um, because I just... It is, 
he's made of glass and he's just constantly injured. And I feel we should be stronger. I feel like he should take some responsibility now. And as Kieran, not Kieran, Chris said earlier in the stream, it's club before country. He's at an age now and a part of his career now, like Jamie Vardy did, where I think he should be thinking about knocking Iceland on the head and then retiring so he can he can keep fit because I think he he, he will benefit massively from that. And obviously we as a club, if he's still here, will massive will benefit massively from that. So and that's pretty much exactly what, what Joey Shilley's just said as well. He said as much as I love JBG, we need wingers because we cannot continue to rely on Brown that way. That's a perfect example of that. And thank you for putting yeah. that out because I won't I'd have forgot about that. Brownell, I love Josh Brownell. I think he is at the minute the best central midfielder we have at the club. However, when he's on the wing, I think he's dreadful. And for some reason, Dice keeps putting him there. Um, I, I wouldn't even play him. I, 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 if, if he wants to play Corky and Wesley in the middle, fine. It's the wrong decision for me, but fine. But don't put Brownham on the wing. Give Bra- I'd rather you put Brady out there because he's, he, as much as I think Brady isn't good enough, I think I'd, I'd rather have Brady there than Brownell. But, um, but yeah, I think that's what I'd do. Definitely, I think I'd go for a winger. But I think Joey Shilling makes a good point there. And thank you for bringing that up, Joey. My, uh, my my sort of response to the ones that are saying wingers, 100% I would love a flashy winger. 100% I'd love someone who's going to run and drive at defenders. However, the way we bur- that Burnley play for years now, not just this season, we bypass the midfield majority of our attacking play. It's a long ball up to win a throw-in or a set-piece. It's dropped back and it's usually Weste or Lawton or Taylor that are providing the crosses anyway. McNeil, obviously, sorry, as well. So it's not necessarily always down to the wing. The majority of the players that are doing it aren't even wingers that are providing the assists. Yeah, exactly. It's good. But we get a lot of them, like you say, from, from set pieces and stuff. So, yeah. um, But as um, Gavin Weir said, if we had a, a right midfielder who, you know, with pace on the right winger, who can cross... Uh, we would be very, very good. I think if you'd have McNeil on the left, uh, as as inconsistent as I'm going to say now, because he was fantastic against Everton. He's had a few really good games this season now. Um, and he has, if you look at the stats, he, the stats are still saying he's had an, had an okay season. But I think McNeil this season has been a little bit inconsistent myself. But I think if we had, we'd have so much balance, wouldn't we? If we had someone on the right wing that could do half of a job as what McNeil could do. So imagine what bringing a winger in on the right-hand side could do to this team. I agree with you though, we do need another centre-back and that's why I would still sign a centre-back. Yeah, it's a good question. I think the both got a good case, so it's a good question. Um, I'll go back to a comment that Chris said earlier. Um, what would at the minimum, what would you say the minimum we should spend should be this summer? Now, I'm never that fussed about how much we spend. I don't think we should say, if you don't spend 50 million quid, it's not good enough. It's, it's about who you bring in, obviously. Yeah. If, if we can find someone for 10 million quid who's, class you know in the foreign market for example because you know that's that tends to be where the bargains are then you know then then i'm happy with that but yeah if we sound a 50 million pound dud um like newcastle have um you know on several occasions over the last few years then we're not going to be happy with that so i don't i don't think there's a, a mark of how much we should spend uh, it's about who I we bring agree. in i agree i think you've got to look at the the the, the value of players now is is vastly over Priced anyway, it, it, it's irrelevant necessarily to their ability nowadays. It's just about the, the what they can bring you and how desperately you need them. Um, yeah. But for example, you could go to the championship now, go and get a Brentford player defender for, and probably have to spend twenty to thirty million because he's he's proven himself at the top of the championship. Or you could get Ben Davies, who's been at the top of the championship before Preston, and you could get him for free. Does that mean that the twenty million pound player is better than the the freebie that you're getting because Liverpool don't want him in his surplus? This is yeah. the thing that I'm saying about is how valuable they they are to that club at that time. 
Exactly, yeah. So I don't. So in answer to your question, Chris, I don't think there, there is a, a number that we should spend. We need to sign players. Uh, How one thing players I will say, we sign then? Instead, well, we instead need a winger. Of... We need we need a winger. We need a centre back. I'd still like to bring a right back in. As fantastic as Lawton has been this season, and I'm going to ask you another question in a bit, which I want people to answer in the comments uh, about something to do with Lawton. Um, I do still think we should be having a younger one ready to come in if and when. You know, I know Balls has just signed a new contract, so it might be a bit silly to have three at the club at any one time. But I still think we need a right back. Um, I'd like another striker as well. Um, I don't know. I think I think I'm not saying Barnes has passed it. I know a few people have said that this season, um, and I believe that they're wrong. But I think Barnes is getting on a bit now. Um, Jay's getting the wrong. He's wrong side of thirty anyway. I think Jay's same age as me, so around 32, 33. Um, so I'd, I'd like a, a younger winger, a younger striker to come in. So I, I, I think maybe I'm talking in a bit of a dream world, but for me, a centre-back, someone at the like of Ben Davis, you know, Bartley, uh, Ariola, as a few people have mentioned and things like that. Um, a right-back, uh, a right-winger and a striker. So that's that's four. That's four. But whether or not they'll... Um, that's, you know, living in a dream world or not, I'm not sure. What about you? How many would you want to bring in? So I'm looking at it the same way as you. I think that two, I think two midfielders, whether they be wingers necessarily or adaptable, uh, is is another thing. But say call it two wingers. Um, I do think we need a centre half. Um, oh, do you know what? I like Peters. I like Bardsley. Uh, it's a difficult one. I'd say three. Three players is what I would be looking at getting yeah. this summer and keeping the rest. If it's if we obviously remove one, then replace that one as well. Yeah, uh, just in answer to your question, Chris, um, Harry Wilson, I don't know. I think we were linked with him in the summer, weren't we? He's not done much in the championship, to be fair. Dan James, now there you go. Of course, I'd be de definitely be happy with him, but I, I don't think we could we could get him. Um, uh, just because uh, uh, we're a bit conscious that we're getting towards one o'clock and, uh, and situations in houses are going to change at one o'clock, I'm going to ask a, a question that I want to ask Simon now. Uh, and I think I already know Simon's answer. I'm basically asking you a lot in the chat. Who Will you tell me in the chat, and Simon, of course, who is your player of the season so far? Now, I've, I know a few people have had this. Um, I had this debate on Twitter. Um, I think Lance Live did it recently, uh, and a few people were getting involved. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm split between two, I think, for me. It's either Matthew Lawton or Ben Mee. I think that the difference in this club... Uh, when Ben Mee's come back into the side, just shows how important he is. So I may be possibly leaning towards Ben Mee, but Lawton has been fantastic this season. I think he had a bit of a, a slow start, but the entire team had a slow start. Um, so, But since then, he's been class. Obviously, he scored the world. He played fantastic at Palace. You know, He was brilliant against Everton, brilliant against uh, Liverpool as well, a solid. Um, but for, for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming towards uh, Ben Mee. What, what are you saying, Simon? Yeah, it's a difficult one. Um, we've not had an electric season. We've not had any sort of unbelievable stars. However, some of the best performances I've seen this season uh, in a Burnley shirt from Matt Lawton have come this season. And the consistency level, uh, you know, he's, raised, he's risen the bar for me. Uh, you can make a case for pretty much the whole starting 11 in a different manner sometimes. But um, I, I, I'd be surprised if the few comments start saying Mumbongo or Vidra. But um I would go for I would go for Lawton and just because of the consistency and the raise of the bar this season he's, he's had some of the best performances I've seen. 
Yeah, I've not no problems with giving it Lawton. Um, like I said, I, I would just edge for Ben Mee, though, simply because of how different we were um, with him not being in the side and just being in the side. Uh, getting loads of comments coming in, though, about that. It's always good to see. If you haven't put your comment in yet, uh, please do. Gavin Weir says, Ben Mee, he's just a rock. Kieran Phillips, oh, now he no. says Josh Brownell, hands down. I don't have any issues with that either. I think he's been he's been classic middle at Park. I think the, mm. the reason why Brownell won't get it, though, is because he has had some poor performance at right mid, which isn't his fault. It isn't his fault, but um, I think that's why he won't get it. Uh, Joey Schilling says, Target or Pope? I, again, got no issues with either of them, really. Um, yeah, yeah Target's obviously Target's Mr. Consistent. Um, uh, Pope, you know, you can hang your hat on Pope, so I'm not too bothered about that. Uh, Phil says, Me or Pope? Joe Clark says, the season turned around for me when Meek became a starter again. And yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying, mate. That's yeah. why I'm going for Ben Mee. That's because of how, how good we were. Now, Gaz has gone with something a little bit different here. He says Westwood. Um, I think Westwood has been um, okay this season, but I think he's not been as good as he has been in certain seasons um, for me. Um, I, I'd still, I, I think I, I'd, I'd still play him in the middle with uh, Brownell at the minute. Um yeah, and Gavin as well. He says Taylor, if he's fully fit, the guy's a legend. Again, he's Mr. Consistent, isn't it? He? He's not going to like rip any trees up, but you know, um, he, he has been Mr. Consistent. Um, one thing I do want to do as well before we wrap up um, is last week I asked a question, which, if I'm going to be brutally honest with you, on the Pitch Sport app, um, I'm not sure if I actually can even remember it now. Um, but what I like to do is I like to go over the question. And sort of like read people's responses out. Oh, Neil, hold on. Before we do that, and thank you for buying me a bit of time, Neil Layfield is in the chat. It's good to see you, Neil. He says, Afternoon, lads. Sorry I'm late to the party. Now, do not worry. If you're late to the party, like Neil, um, or, or you've just started watching in the last 10, 15 minutes or so, then that's fine because obviously the, we, we, we're broadcasting this live on YouTube and on Facebook. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, please go ahead and subscribe to it. And if you <coughs> haven't liked the Facebook page yet, please give it a like and then you'll see more streams as and when we go live. Um, then it will, the, 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 this this video is staying on, 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 on them social media channels. So when we finish this live stream, you can go back and start watching it again now. And of course, Neil, as you always do, uh, listen to it on the podcast, because once this is finished, now I'm going to get the audio out, send it out as an actual podcast. Um, so if you want to do that, uh, then of course you can do that. But yeah, just going back to that, I finally bought some time. Thank you, Neil, for that brilliantly timed comment. Um, the last question that I sent to the Pitch Sport guys, as you can see, uh, there it is, my question. Um, do you think our our performance against Everton was the best of the season so far. So quickly, if you haven't answered it on the Pitch Sport app, answer it in the comments and I will read some of the ones out. And Simon, I'll ask you the question. Do you think our performance against Everton uh, was the best of the season so far? Yeah, it, it can't be argued, can it? I think, uh, I think there's not been a more sort of ruthless performance, let's put it that way. I thought that it was just it just deflating at that one point when that one goal went in. I think it was Calvert Lewin when it put it in. Um, yeah. Other than that, mate, we we were solid. We bossed it. We but we we had attacking. We had fluid. We had great goals. Uh, not just to out. We forget that sometimes Chris Woods had a a beautiful finish. We'll call it. Yeah, it, it um, was a beautiful finish from Chris. Uh, we've got some great build-up play, defensively rather solid. I'm just disappointed we let that goal in in the manner we did. Uh, so yeah, for Hands down for me, mate. You said it can't be argued. 
Joey Schilling has argued it. He says, I'm Go going on, to say no. It's definitely up there, but I'd have said Palace away as we ripped them a new one. Now, I said in the video, I said, it's, it's only Palace or Everton, isn't it? Uh, as much as we look back on the Liverpool and Arsenal ones with brilliance, you know, and, and great memories, the Arsenal one, obviously, I thought we uh, we had a you know a, a lucky goal. I think it's fair to say and the Liverpool one, we defended brilliantly, but it wasn't a brilliant all round performance. Whereas the Everton and the Palace games, I think they were brilliant all round performances. My you had your hand up like you wanted comment, to speak. Yeah, my defence to this on my comment was uh, when Zaha wasn't in that starting eleven, I lumped on Burnley. Because I had a feeling then that we, they are there for the taking. I didn't necessarily have that same confidence just because um, James Rodriguez wasn't playing. Uh, because they still have. They're not a one-man team like Crystal Palace are. Uh, so, for that reason, I think that it was kind of... They were there for the taking when Everton still had enough quality on that pitch to turn us over if they wanted. Yeah, fair enough. Um so we've got Joey Schilling who says no. Phil Tricks Wilcock agrees. He says the Everton. Uh, Kieran Phillips says yes, closely followed by Palace away. Like I said, it's, it's only one of them two, isn't it? Um, Joe Clark, he says Aston Villa away. Uh, I think that you're referring to last season, mate, because obviously this season it was nil-nil. Uh, Phil says Palace are shy without Zaha, yeah. Um, and then this is why I agree with the fact that it's our best performance. I, I agree with Simon's comment. He says, Simon Holding, by the way, not Simon Tellman. He says, definitely by far and quality a quality of the opponent. And that's why that's yeah. why I think it's best. Because every two Yeah, it is, yeah. Um so obviously they've got good players there. They had Allen playing, you know, they've got good defenders, Michael Keane. As much as we give Pickford grief, you know, he's a decent shot stopper. He just gets, you know, caught on the crosses and stuff sometimes. Um, so yeah, I'd agree with that. I think I think it's the Everton one, but that's that's what that's what that's what I agree with, and uh, that's sort of Simon and the majority of you as well. There's only really um, Joey Schilling who doesn't. In fact, Phil yeah. Tricks actually says he, he I've missed that. He says I'd say Everton away was our best performance under Dyche in the Premier League. Best away performance. Well, I'd have to research that because my memory's not great. I'd have to go through it and say, but yeah, that's a good, it's a good argument. See, I'd, probably say Man, I'd probably say Man United 2 0. I don't know if that's just because of, you know, the magnitude how, how, of it. Yeah, the magnitude of it. But that's that's my standout That's my standout memory from, from Dice, I think, that the 2 0 win at Man United. And obviously, me and you were there. It was just absolute scenes, absolute scenes. Um, Stephen Hartley, we are going to start wrapping up now. So, um, we probably won't be uh, answering any more questions, but I'll just quickly put out what Stephen Hartley says on screen. He says, we always tend to play better after we hit the 30-point mark. Dash pushes the central midfielders further up and we create more chances. Everton performance was the best by far. I think what Good that is, Stephen, yeah, I, th I think what that, that is, is think, I think we I think we're just naturally just the pressure is off, isn't it? Once you yeah. get to that 30-point mark, you're not, we're not safe, but you've got to that point mark with a certain amount of games in hand and you kind of know that, all right, you're probably going to stay up now. I, I've, I've been saying we're going to stay up all season pretty much. Um, but you, you, when you get to that that marker, you just, the, your pressure's off, isn't it? So I, I, think, I think that's what's happened with that. Massively, uh, sort of like, we've all done it. We've all played to a sport of some level in this chat. Even I don't play football, but I used to play wheelchair basketball. And the, the, the level of fun that you have when the pressure is off is massively different. You know what I mean? When you're playing a game in that's thingy, you start playing a different type of football or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it's only natural to have that responsibility removed almost to then start playing better, definitely. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, final question then um, for you, Simon. Are we now safe? Yeah, I've said it many a time. I've said it on the podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, I've said it when... 
where I was asked how many points would he get. I can't remember which episode it were now. Do, do I think there's enough? I even said at that point that Newcastle, with the injuries and the, and everything else that's going on, are in absolute free fall. And, and I think there's been about five games since then and they are still falling. And I do not look like they're going to even grab hold of the uh, thing. But we'll see what happens. It's uh, I, I, Do you know what? Steve Bruce. I like Steve Bruce. And I like... So I don't mind Newcastle, to be honest with you. I know some people in here will probably hate Newcastle. I grew up watching Ginola and fucking Aspria and all them lot and Shearer and, and, and thinking that Newcastle were a good team to watch in an unbelievable stadium. So I've no actual issues with with Newcastle. But um, when a manager comes out and says, to respond to Scott, uh, Scott Parker's comment, we'll see where they are at the end of the season. You are setting yourself up you, for a failure. He's, he's lost it. He's lost it. You that that lost time control. when Kevin Keegan turned around and said, I, I'd love it if we beat them. Love it. Fergie sat back but, yeah. in his chair when Kevin Keegan said that. I went, happy days I've won. Job done. Scott Parker, <laughs> exactly. Scott Parker would have gone, job done. He's cracked. Yeah. And Scott Parker's not played any mind games. He's just done his own thing and looked yeah. like he's, you know, in blur or something like that song. No, that part laugh. I think song. it was the media that forced the issue, weren't it? I think the yeah, media just so, basically said, oh, do you think you'll stay up? Because uh, Scott Parker thinks they will. They're like, oh, well, we'll see where they are at the end of the season. But what a last game of the season. I would actually pick that Newcastle over fun, possibly yeah. the Burnley fun. game if we are safe. I, I would love to see how that pans out live. I would love it to be, if they went down. I, 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 I don't know. I think Newcastle might get dragged into it. Um, Sheffield United are gone, obviously. West Brom are gone, obviously. Um, it's... It's Sheffield United. I think Brighton will, will edge away. I think they've got they've got six points out of the last two games against Newcastle and Southampton, uh, two very poor sides. Um, so I think they're safe. Uh, someone asked earlier, and I forgot to mention it as well. Do you think we will beat Southampton? I do. We're away. I've forgotten where we're at. Are we at home? We're away. We're away, aren't we? We're away, but I still think we'll, we'll, we'll beat them. I think we'll beat them. Play like we did against Everton. We will definitely beat them. They are I shite. think so. I think so. Um I'm slightly worried with a team like Southampton. Normally, even if they're in good form, I would say, yeah, we've got a chance. But because they're playing so shit and because I've seen them play so well in the previous part of the season, in the earlier part, you've got half a thing in your brain to say that they can switch it back around surely. So I am worried. I'm not as confident as possibly you are, let's put it that way. Well, Ings is on his way back in. He started training this week, apparently. So that'll be a bit of a shitter and uh, and stuff if he comes back because you know he's obviously he's by the far players, away their best player. Yeah, he's by far away their best player. Um, but fingers crossed, you know, he don't make it in time. Um, and uh, without him, I don't think they've got a goal scorer. So um, anyway, I've been threatening to wrap it up for a while, so we will wrap it up now. Um, as you can see, we're eligible for Facebook stars. Uh, big shout out again to to Stuart Rhodes and to Gav uh, for to Gaz. Sorry for sending the stars in. Um, you know, and if you have liked what we've done, then uh, please feel free to send some. Now you can send them just as we're wrapping up. You can send them to all videos. Just go down and it'll say, "Do you want to send stars to Turfcast?" Just press yes. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, Phil says, "Cheers, lads, enjoying it." Joey Schilling says, "Cheers, all." Been a good chat and debate. Yeah, thank you everybody for getting involved. And if like Neil, you're just watching it late or you joined halfway through. Once we finish the stream, you can go back to the beginning and start it. Um, and what I will do now is I'll go on the computer behind me. I'll cut this audio up. Uh, in fact, I won't even cut it up. I'll just stick a song on the end and stick a song on the on on the on the other end, and then put it out as a podcast. So if you prefer to listen to it while you're driving, um, then feel free. But thank you to everybody that's got involved. Thank you to Simon for coming on. And um, when will we be back? Now we'll, we'll, we will be back next Thursday for the the, the pre. 
Southampton podcast. Um, again, it probably won't be too long. Uh, it won't be as long as this one anyway, because there's not too much to talk about. We'll probably be doing the similar sort of thing where we chat about internationals uh, and then we'll obviously look ahead to the Southampton game. I'll try and do a pre-Southampton pre-game show. And then, of course, on Sunday, we will be live for the watch along, which is our most popular show. It'll be streamed on Facebook and YouTube like this and probably on Twitch as well. But thank you, everybody, for joining in. And we'll see you next week. Sunday for Southampton. Sorry, Sunday. Thank you, Jewish Shilly. We'll see you Sunday for the watch along. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.